From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby. This is Hour 2 of 2. It is the broadcast for um, April the 2nd in the year of our Lord 2020. Talking about God, family, and country, and protecting life, liberty, and property. That's what we do best on your radio. Um, uh, wow, there's so many stories, it's just hard to focus. Right at the end of the hour, last hour, we talked about this uh, idea. You know, these pastors are getting arrested for holding church. The uh, pastor down there in Florida is one of the biggest highlights that you've seen, but there's more of them. Uh, anyway, um, imprisoning pastors and releasing prison inmates. Matt Staver, Liberty Council, with the details. Kurt, you got that one handy? You know, uh, Kurt sent me like well, 21 to... stories or more, and I sent him one <laughs> to pull up, you know. Oh, okay. So this is one you sent me. Okay, yes, sir. Good. I'm uh, sending you stories now. Uh, I decided for every story Kurt sends me, I'm going to send him two. Oh, you know that work. Yeah. Um, so it says on Monday, a pastor was arrested for holding church on Sunday. He had invested over $100,000 on a hospital-grade air purification system, gave hand sanitizer to every person entering the church, um, it says, uh, and required all his staff to wear gloves, and the church required families to maintain a six-foot distance. In Hillsborough County, County, Florida, where this church is located, there are zero existing coronavirus regulations for farmers, markets, and produce stands. Home Depot is teaming with people uh, to buy essential items such as potted plants yet this church enforced a six-foot separation even in its own farmers markets uh, that gave food to people in need this pastor's actions were more safety conscious than the many secular businesses operating just down the street selling so-called essential glass beads garden hoses and picture frames yet the well on monday the day after the sheriff swore out a a warrant for the arrest of dr rodney howard brown of the river at tampa bay church then the sheriff held a press conference before his arrest in which he lied and publicly shamed the pastor oh darn after looking over the facts of the case this is a targeted attack on religious freedom. The local sheriff held a public press conference announcing this arrest, even while it was still in progress, and promised he'd make an example out of this pastor. Yet, at the end of his own public press conference, the sheriff physically touched other people who joined his announcement. This sheriff has ignored secular places operating with no precautions and he just released 164 nonviolent offenders into the Hillsborough community. So let me understand. Uh, that. So you release a bunch of prisoners because you can't keep them in there, buddy. They might get the coronavirus. And then you just throw a bunch of religious leaders in there? It doesn't make any sense, Kurt. And then the sheriff, it just the, hypocr- the hypocrisy on this is amazing. They're literally using this to just flat out attack Christians, Kurt. Well, it's a good point, and uh, you know, I guess the uh, churches aren't what you call essential services. You know what I mean? I think more essential uh, than almost everything else. But Matt Staver follows up this grisly column with another story. Headline says, "Quote: 
your work is paying off. Did you see this, Kurt? Did you see that? No. Just wondered if you saw it. Uh, It's phenomenal news from Matt Staver. Here's what he says. States Hmm. reversing church ban after Liberty Council's fax campaign floods governors and governor's offices. I think it's phenomenal news. That is. And so Matt Staver goes on. He says, Sam, states are reversing the church bans. Uh, It's great news. Your faxes are working. Since we began our liberty or, quote, tyranny tax or I'm sorry, fax campaign, your faxes have flooded governor's offices. And, um, you know, it's having an incredible effect. Please tell politicians we will not stand for the closure of churches and the arrest of pastors. And uh, major media news outlets now, believe it or not, have uh, picked up on the stories. And now even Fox News hosts are listening to us. And then it goes on and talks about this well-known Florida pastor and says, hey, we're making a difference here. And um, our client, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown of the River and Tampa Bay Church in Tampa, Florida, was arrested. And then, um, but we're making a difference. And they're reversing the trends. And this is really where, you know, people say, oh, man, liberty's on the ropes or whatever, Kurt. And this is where I say, you know what? Not when people stand up, it isn't, Kurt. I mean, you well, got this deal where he says your work is folks. paying off. That's right. So thank goodness for the good folks there at uh, Liberty Council. You know, Matt Staver been doing good work for, man, I, I mean, all my lifetime, I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, and one of the things he mentions in this piece that you had me read, Sam, was he says... Uh, you can help us right now. Uh, he says we're on a tight deadline with just four days left to prepare for a federal lawsuit. Uh, since the pastor's arrest on Monday, the states of Texas and Indiana have declared churches essential. Now, I didn't see that headline anywhere. Uh, uh, Hillsborough County issued its order uh, last Friday at 10 p.m. and arrested this pastor on Monday. Uh, but like you say, um, folks are standing up and... Uh, I mean, imagine that. I didn't know those details about, you know, the uh, pastor having a hospital. Well, he did his best, Kurt, to really system. make it legitimate. He was being responsible and said, listen, it's essential that we meet together and bow our heads in prayer to God. People gain strength from one another when they meet together and fast and pray and worship the Savior. And we got to do this, but we got to do it the most, you know, appropriate way we possibly can. And then yeah. he literally gets tossed in the clink for it. It's out of control, Kurt. Well, Kurt wants to tell you about a Baltimore pastor in the news doing a similar scenario. Whew, let's see. Let me find While that. Kurt hunts that big yeah. old story in his massive list, I'll tell you the headline. Headline right, says this. Baltimore pastor vows to continue services despite the coronavirus-related restrictions and a visit from the cops. Wow. I mean, just imagine that. This guy's standing up. I saw it. There was a story just a while back. Hold on, close, stick with the one that you know, I just that, fed you that you that gave me before you go to the next Baltimore. one. I will. I just thought as I find this, I'm kind of killing time to find the whole story. But I did find the headline. But um, there was a story about Baltimore is showing up as hardly anybody staying there. Everybody's leaving there, and I can understand why. Well, it's kind of like those hospitals. Preachers, you know. Yeah, good point.
Baltimore Sun. Hospitals the, empty, uh, churches peace. full. I think that's actually a good sign in America, personally. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good point. The Baltimore Sun's got the piece. Uh, it says, uh, Baltimore pastor vows to continue. I mean, this is one kind of criminal. Services despite coronavirus-related restrictions and visit from police. Yeah, I guess a um, prominent pastor vowing to hold worship services um, and beyond. He wants to do it. This That would be, uh, you know, the previous Sunday and beyond after Baltimore police tried to shut down the service and his church amid the coronavirus-related constraints on social gatherings. This is the Reverend Alvin Gwynn Sr. said he was delivering a sermon uh, to 10 worshipers when four patrol cars containing eight or nine officers, so at least it went from 10 to about 18, I guess, yeah, uh, pulled the up and got there, They broke the rules because it went over 10. <laughs> That's right. And uh, it says uh, several tried to enter the building, uh, several of these officers. Uh, says uh, Gwen, the longtime senior pastor of the church on Lock Raven Boulevard, said security guards prevented the officer's entry until he had finished his sermon. You should have seen it, man. It looked like a police raid on a drug deal. <laughs> when he spoke to the officers outside, one asked whether he had read the governor's order. And, uh, you know, this was the one that limited the size of gatherings in the state to 10 people or fewer. Well, he had when he asked people. officers to explain why they were there, Gwen said they looked bewildered, declined to answer, and called a superior. Lieutenant Suzanne Fries had advised the officers on the scene to shut down the gathering, according to an incident report supplied by the Baltimore Police Department. At this point, the church service ended and the crowd dispersed. Uh, that's what the report said. That, Gwynn said, was when the patrol cars departed and his congregants left. He's 74 years old. And he also serves as the president of the Interdenominational Ministerial Alliance of Metropolitan Baltimore. That's a big bunch of words. A, a group that includes the leaders of more than 50 churches. He said he limited the size of the gathering to 10. That was the church's five security guards were stationed outside the sanctuary and ensured that those present had at least six feet, feet of space between them in compliance with the guidelines issued by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and, you know, et cetera. But anyway, uh, yeah. They're but I don't understand what seen. part of the order did the governor have that this guy's violating. I don't even get it. Well, Sam, I mean, what what you don't get is especially this is a church and you got to shut those churches down, you know. Well, that's what we're starting to push back against, folks. And this is, <clears throat> in my personal opinion, a serious problem. Yep. All right. Well, I knew Kurt would want to talk about the Bible. Uh, um, I guess there's a couple of people talking about some religious stuff, too, and they're pretty interesting people. One is in the Trump administration. And then another one has to do with like a, um, I don't know what you call it, yeah, a famous celebrity. And then another one has to do with like all the American people. I mean, everybody's just religion's going crazy, folks. Hang tight. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. 
Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Kosher. Certified. Put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-E-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying shh? Let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Co-Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities. And it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC. Not kosher certified. Now to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name. And that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby. We got a gazillion religious stories all in a row for you, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, religion is just taking center stage as governments try to shut down worship services literally everywhere. Okay? And so this Baltimore pastor vows to continue. The cops came, <clears throat> said, have you read the governor's order? But he only had 10 people there. Everybody was practicing social distancing, had guards out front to make sure not more than 10 came in. Well, he got a talking to the governor down in Florida, or the pastor down in Florida got arrested. And now there's a Donald Trump cabinet Bible leader. What on earth is going on, Kurt? I thought Ben Carson was a cabinet Bible leader there. But anyway, that's no, why would guy. you say yeah. that, Kurt? Well, I mean, because he's a pretty good dude. And I know, but he doesn't you know, have any authority to be a Bible leader, buddy. <laughs> he doesn't have any, like, certifications yeah, I, for that. This is the kind of stuff that will drive the mainstream media crazy. World Net Daily's got the piece of heads, uh, headline says, Trump cabinet Bible leader blames coronavirus on God's wrath. God is just, and sin must and will be paid for. Uh-oh. I, mean, uh, uh, I feel this coming on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, can I interrupt, Kurt? Go ahead. Can I, can I just do this? All right, I got to do it. Yeah. You ever heard this, Kurt? When I was young, I'd take a trip no. every summer down to Mississippi to visit my granny in her antebellum world. Barefooted all day long 
climbing trees as free as a song. One day, I happened to catch myself a squirrel. Well, I stuffed him down in an old shoebox and punched a couple holes in the top. And when Sunday came, I snuck him into church. I was sitting way back in the very last pew, showing him off to my good buddy Hugh, when that squirrel got loose and went totally berserk. What happened then is hard to tell. Some thought it was heaven, some thought it was hell. But the fact that something was among us was plain to see. As the choir sang, I surrender all. The squirrel crawled up Harv Newman's coveralls, and Harv leaped to his feet and said, Something's got a hold on me. The day the squirrel went berserk In the first self-righteous church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula I like that, Kurt. That's what's going on in the religious reality, except it's the cops, not squirrels, buddy. Good point. Yeah, the squirrel went berserk. The cops went berserk. So Trump cabinet Bible leader, who is this guy? It's not Ben. No, it's not. The guy's name is... um, Drollinger, uh, Ralph Drollinger. He's a former NBA player and founder of Capital Ministries. Uh, he provides uh, Bible service, Bible studies, evangelism, and discipleship to political leaders. I mean, imagine that. Um, and, uh, you know, he's basically saying uh, that, hey, the Bible's full of examples showing the uh, satisfaction of God's violated justice is his judgment. But that is balanced, often placated by his mercy. So, uh, you know, and he, he says, says God's God just, sin just must and will be paid for. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. I mean, imagine that. Now, can he say that kind of stuff, Kurt, to arrest that guy? Well, he listed five forms of God's judgment, including Ooh. eternal wrath. Uh, and then he says a different kind of wrath. I can't say the word. Uh, the day of what the do Lord. You mean? And then he, well, it's a. It's E S C H A T O L logical uh, last part. Anyway, and then he it calls it cataclysmic wrath. <laughs> Good point. Cataclysmic wrath is uh, Sodom and Gomorrah type. You know. Is that what he said. Um, well, that's what he puts in parentheses. Whoa! Can he do that? Can he uh, say then that there kind of stuff? Is, uh, like... He calls it forsaking wrath. That's removing restraint, and the consequential wrath. That's sowing and reaping. Anyway, the bottom line is... He's Plenty of wrath the, going on, buddy. Yeah, the wrath of God, baby. All right, well, even Courtney Kardashian's so, getting in on the deal with the biblical uh, leader from Trump's administration, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, and I, I don't remember seeing any big headlines about Courtney Kardashian uh, saying... Uh, well, you're only going to hear about her when she, like, takes it all off or that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. When she point. wants to talk anyway, about God, then, you know... This World Net Daily piece about her suggests, uh, where she suggests coronavirus is God's punishment for evil. Um, and uh, then she urges uh, that to the children to pay attention. I mean, imagine that, Sam. I, I mean, I'm just thinking. Uh, Reality TV star urges, pay attention, children. Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting who's doing what now. They'll probably ruin her career over this, Kurt. She'll become a nobody. Well, that's that right. Up. She's been slammed for suggesting that um, the pandemic is a punishment from God. Why can't you say that if you think that, Kurt? Well, because people don't want to hear it. Uh, too bad. Uh, 
I mean, uh, I guess she's 40 years old and her Instagram and all that stuff. But uh, she says, unless people repent from evil behavior amid the coronavirus outbreak, uh, she's saying that uh, we're going to be in trouble. Sounds like yours truly and Courtney are on the same page, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, most Americans agree with us. Americans turn to prayer. Most Americans say that the coronavirus has impacted their lives. And more than half of Americans have prayed for an end to the virus's spread, Kurt. I guess 100% would be more than half, right, Sam? Yes, sir. So at least if you put the story says more than half, you know, then at least you're you know, being accurate. Uh, but wouldn't it be neat if they said, I'll bet you everybody's prayed for an end to the virus to spread. But, I don't you know, believe everybody, though. I don't think that Nancy's you know, praying for that. The, she well, prays for she Donald, says, but not for the end of the She says she's a big prayer. Yes, she is. You know is. what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah I think the squirrel's in her church, personally. Good point. All right, Kurt, hell's freezing over, buddy. <laughs> Well, World Net Daily's got this piece under the section WND Media. It says, hell freezes over. MSNBC anchor asks pastor to pray on air. Uh, Subheadline, I've never actually done this on the air. Um, Well, Sam, you know, desperate times, desperate measures, I guess you'd say. Uh, but uh, I don't remember hearing much about this. Now, it's not an April Fool's joke because it was on the 31st of March. So, you know, I mean, at least normally I'd think a story like that would have to be April Fool's because when's MSNBC going to have somebody pray on the air? MSNBC. Asking people yeah. to pray on the air. And you know what? I got to give them credit. You know what? I think we need more prayer going on. Well, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, that's imagine exactly me, right. Imagine I guess giving the blazes, MSNBC some praise, Kurt. Yeah, good point. I guess the Blazes who had the story originally. And, uh, you know, basically. Uh, Wait a minute. NBC know, had the story originally. Well, that's right. Yeah. Because the if they got the guy praying it, on there, they're the ones that made the story. Now, it might yeah, be that the Blaze right. first reported on it. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> shocking. Somebody ought to write, the, it was an exclusive on that story is what they probably ought to do. Yeah, that's right. See what I'm talking about? And they, I guess this guy that was praying was uh, Melvin, and he shocked viewers with his request. Or no, he was the uh, host. He shocked viewers with his request of the guy named uh, Jakes on there, a best-selling author, filmmaker, and med- mega church pastor whose sermons are broadcast weekly. Uh, Jake's prayed, uh, our Father and our God, we bow our heads to you in humility, understanding that we are not competent in and of ourselves to handle this kind of global calamity. We look to you, Lord, to be the source, the strength, the the help, the light that we need. Strengthen our first responders, strengthen even our broadcast people, strengthen all of us whose lives have been devastated and disrupted, and give us the peace that passes all understanding. In Christ's name we pray, amen, he says. So, amen. I mean, Sam, this is on MSNBC. Now, this guy's name is Mel's, the host? Yeah. Good uh, for Mel. Melvin. Melvin. Oh, good for Melvin. 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 All right. Uh, Good for Melvin. 
I'm just telling you, thank you, sir. I appreciate your leadership. Now, I bet you get fired or something like that. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, Melvin's on the soup line now. <laughs> I pray for Melvin, though. I hope that but MSNBC anyway. can just back off and realize that, hey, this is serious, and this is one of the great solutions. And I really appreciate the leadership shown here, not only by the host, but the pastor there that was there and stuff like that, and yeah. to really give a sincere prayer in the name of Christ and stuff like that. I just think it's what most Americans you know, intuitively do, Kurt. I think Americans yeah. understand that prayer has value, and I think most Americans believe in prayer. Now, they might not want to talk about it because it's just like a no-no in society, but I, we can change that. Yeah, that's a great point, Sam. All right, you got federal judges. While you and I and the pastors and the other talk show hosts are all praying and trying to protect America, judges are going off the rails. Kurt's got details. the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. A first coronavirus-related economic stimulus bill is still in the pipeline. It's been approved by lawmakers, signed by President Trump, but a lot of the benefits are just starting to flow. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says discussions have begun with congressional leaders on a second such bill that would focus on infrastructure. We'll continue to have those conversations. So we expect there will be more bills, and we think it is a great time now to invest in infrastructure. Russia has been portrayed as one of America's biggest enemies, but it is stepping up with a plane full of critical medical supplies that have arrived in New York City, where the coronavirus has been hitting especially hard. The supplies include protective gear, masks, and ventilators, and antiseptics. And this is USA Radio News. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Governors are on the front lines of the coronavirus outbreak response with new developments in two states. Here's USA Radio's Wendy King. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has been resisting a statewide stay-at-home order, saying that more than half of the cases are in three South Florida counties. I'm going to be doing an executive order today uh, directing all Floridians to limit movements and personal interactions outside the home. California Governor Gavin Newsom has updated his plans, too. We're preparing for a two-thirds increase 
in our hospital bed capacity in this state. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti recommends everyone in his city wear a mask to combat the virus. The U.S. Border Patrol stopping a major human smuggling effort. It happened earlier this week at a checkpoint north of Laredo, Texas, when a tractor-trailer failed to stop for inspection. Agents chased it and found 40 illegal immigrants in the trailer. This is USA Radio News. While the governors get too tyrannical, while the American people experience lockdown for how many weeks in a row and how much longer to go, while the pastors are getting locked up and arrested for having church and criminals are being let go everywhere you turn, don't worry, the judges are working hard to destroy your liberty and create murder everywhere, Kurt. Great point, Sam. Yeah, apparently uh, there's some um, three states that have tried, um, maybe more, but I'm just saying there's three states apparently that have tried to uh, say that, hey, during this um, really tough time with this coronavirus, we don't have to have these, uh, you know, killing of babies going on. But um, not to worry, the uh, federal judges um, in uh, both Ohio, Texas, and Alabama have uh, stopped this. I mean, they they wouldn't want these, uh, um, you know, babies not to be killed properly um, during this time. And I'm just thinking, man, if people can't connect, you know, this killing of babies to the coronavirus or the plagues of our time, you know, I don't know what, what's going to connect it. Do you yeah, see? give people the headline. It puts it in clear perspective, Kurt. <sighs> Well, the headline reads, Federal Judges Elect, colon, Elective Abortions, a Constitutional Right During Coronavirus Pandemic. It's so they're saying the social distancing right. matters if you want to go to church. You'll get arrested, buddy. But if you want to go and murder your baby, it's your right to electively murder your child, even during a plague pandemic. Okay, these judges wow. need to be impeached and literally tossed in prison, Kurt, for their criminality. You got a preacher that's trying to go to church and, and he's literally practicing social distancing and doing everything right, and this guy gets arrested, and then you got the judges literally saying, Yeah, women, just have illicit sex and get pregnant and then go murder the baby, and you got all that right, even in the middle of the worst pandemic our society's ever known in our lifetimes. No problem. We'll protect your rights. We'll protect yeah. your rights. We'll double down in your defense. I mean, it is insanity. All right. Deborah Brooks, though, in my opinion, she's one of the most refreshing people in Donald's administration right now. She actually leveled with the American people. Listen to this. Yeah, the headline reads, uh, Incomplete Chinese Data Misled Experts on Seriousness of Coronavirus. So the experts so, were all wrong, Kurt. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. I was telling you they were wrong from the start, and I was pointing out the solutions, Kurt. Got to pray. Got to turn to God. Got to repent. Got to have fresh air. Got to have sunlight. Got to have vitamin C, vitamin D. Got to work on your immune system. Got to have good nutrition. You know, all those things. They're not even talking about any of it. And then, you know, you got the Anthony Fossey with his raspy voice going, everybody's going to die. It's horrible. Every, I mean, everywhere you turn, it's just it's spreading. It's going crazy. Everybody and just making everybody panic. But Doctor Deborah B- Brooks speak Deborah Burks speaks out. Incomplete Chinese data misled experts yeah. on the seriousness of the coronavirus. And I'm saying, why are we relying on Chinese data in the first place, Kurt? That's a great point, Sam. You think uh, you can trust the Chinese data machine? 
I don't think so. Uh, in the Bur in the Breitbart piece, uh, it says she acknowledged frankly that when she saw early data from China, reporting only fifty thousand cases of the virus among the twenty million people in Wuhan. Then I can China. tell you right now, it's bogus. <laughs> And the 80 million in Hubei province, she felt that the threat was similar to that of SARS, which had 8,098 cases globally and 774 deaths. The devastation hitting countries like Italy and Spain and South Korea gave the experts much more complete data, helping them draw models that were far more alarming. Um, and uh, the president said uh, this, uh, let's see if we can do much better than that. Uh, and this was during a briefing where they uh, pointed to the models predicting 100,000 to 240,000 deaths in the U.S. Trump noted that the virus was also more contagious than expected. He said, I think the one thing that nobody really knew about this virus was how contagious it was. It's so incredibly contagious and nobody knew that. Well... Somebody knew that. That would be God. Well, he knew for sure. But, Kurt, it doesn't matter how contagious it really is, is it? Does it? Well, it seems like if you, uh, the only real solution, Sam, you've got to go to even a more powerful source than the federal government or even the world government. Do you know how many deaths there are from the coronavirus in the United States so far, Kurt? I don't. Sam? 4,754, buddy. There you go. 213,220 confirmed cases. Okay. Do you know how many are in like Utah? National debt clock. Not even um, close. No, but I'm. 888 people in Utah infected. Five deaths. There you go. Okay, now don't get me wrong. Those statistics are troubling. But when Dr. Well, Deborah Burks basically says that, hey, we were misled on the whole data thing, we're wrong, are they going to change the response that they've had, Kurt? They've been locking everybody down. Are they going to change now and admit that it's not so bad? Well, I haven't seen that. Uh, well, they need to. I was to. watching the about two-hour uh, thing last night. Uh, two-hour thing? The, uh, well, the president's... Uh, you know, most recent press conference. Why is he talking for uh, two hours? Here? Well, it wasn't him talking for two hours. He talks a little bit, and then they yeah. answer questions. And, and you stuff. have time and to watch had... all that thing? <clears throat> well, I try my best, Sam. I mean, wow. I try to keep up with uh, from the source. And one of the things that they were going from over the yesterday, what I thought source? was... Well, the source would be the White House. You I'm know, the source, Kurt. Getting, uh, of course you are. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was interesting Why is to the me. government the source? Well, it's the... Uh the president is the least telling us what he thinks from yeah. his uh, point of view, and then he has his experts. So yeah. first he had... The ones that got misled, those of, kind? Well, this is a whole bunch of different guys at Man. first because you've got the... Uh, uh, DOD Secretary of Defense and several others, and they're talking about Wait basically a um, defense. They, yeah, like a they're war. Talking about yeah, that's right. The war on drugs, basically, because it's not they a said war. they got some. Well, they got some recent. Um, oh, what do they call it? Um, 
information, but it's another fancier word for it. Intel, um, buddy. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Okay, but anyway, they got some recent info saying that the drug lords from like Mexico and South America are going to be trying to use the coronavirus deal to to infiltrate and get more drugs coming into America. I got to tell them uh, to do social distancing, and they got it covered, don't they? Yeah, good point. Uh, so anyway, the military is basically uh, stepping up, saying, "Hey." We're not going to let you uh, kill more Americans with your drugs and stuff, and we're going to stop them. And, do you uh, believe them? You know, that was part of the whole deal. Well, I do, Sam. I don't believe uh, them for a second. I think uh, I The government's think been protecting uh, the drug traffickers for decades. Well, I know, but... Even Bo Wright's do documented that, that, that over 20 years ago. That the story's a little different now, Sam. And you so think? I'm, Why? I'm hoping for that. Well, I think it's, you know, you got a different leader and you got different uh, folks and we're putting up a, a wall. Uh, we've got about 160 miles of it done of the 400 that they're trying to have by the end of the year. You know, there's you think a, a third of the walls of things in the story. No, I said of the 400 miles they're trying to have, there's a lot more of the miles down there. Yeah, it was like 2,000 miles you know, long. Compared to all the... Uh, you know, remember the where's the beef lady saying where's the wall? And I mean, yeah. they never got anything done before. So it's sure nice to see some kind of activity happening in, in my right. lifetime. Well, I don't believe they're going to stop the drug trade. I'll tell you that right now. But, you know, I hope they do. One of the biggest ways to stop the drug trade, as far as I can tell, is stop the foreign aid. Good point. You know, but yeah. I don't hear anything on that. Well, and, and they outlined basically the way to basically make it so that it would help those countries, the people in those countries, whether it's Venezuela or Colombia or Mexico, that have to deal with all these drug lords, you know. And they basically said, hey, man, it's pretty much the whole mark and reprisal thing because they're going after these guys uh, that are the drug lords. And they're they're ready to take them out, man, Sam. And so uh, I, I'm thinking I've never seen, uh, you know, this kind of an effort to do that. And that's pretty much what it's got to take, I think. So uh, I applaud their efforts there. Do they get a uh, trial, any of these drug lords? Or well, uh, I hope they don't, don't say our know, favorite honey dealer is uh, a drug lord. Sure. Just take him out. What's that? You know? I hope they don't say well, our favorite honey dealer is a drug lord and just take him out. Yeah, it's a good point. I'm kind of for um, trials and stuff. Well, yeah, except for, you know, if you've got uh, people trying to invade the country and Who's bring country? in uh, America uh -huh. and trying to bring in uh, tons of drugs and that kind of thing uh -huh. uh, and uh, ruin and kill our people. And they're using and they the got, Operation you know, Fast and Furious weapons to carry out their devilish no, deeds. No, that, that was Obama's deal. Um, you know, oh, okay. And so now uh, at least I'm hoping for better Because none times, of those Obama deal guns know. will be used later. Right? Well... You know, I wouldn't be surprised they'll be used. So I think the best thing Donald can do if he really wants to say that away. was Obama's deal is throw folks in Obama's era in prison for their actions. Right? I think he's pretty busy trying to do all the stuff he's trying to get done. So that's for sure. At least that's why I watch him try to he's figure out He's busy trying to figure out how to up. put money in my bank account, whether I want it or not. Yeah, all right. Point. I'm turning to prayer. Hopefully you are as well. But you know what we got to do? we got to blame everything on the Christians. You know what I'm talking about? Isn't that what the New York Times is doing, Kurt? The New York Times in the news. Attention Liberty News Radio listeners. 
Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News that networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. So rather than arresting the drug lord cartels around the world and going to Venezuela and everywhere else, I kind of think we got to stick a little bit here at home. And if, uh, you know, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton created ISIS and stuff like that, I think we got to arrest those guys. And uh, we ought to throw Hillary Clinton and crew in the, in jail and stuff like that. We ought to arrest the drug lords here in America, too. You know, you got MS-13 gangs and you got all kinds of drug lords in America going on. Uh, maybe you ought to create uh, repercussions for the Fast and Furious scandal that n- never had any accountability for. And then maybe those um, CIA members that were caught doing drugs and having prostitutes and everything else, maybe those guys ought to be accountable for something. You kind of wonder how much of the drug cartels are fueled by that stuff. Nevertheless, I guess Barack Obama... Made headlines, Kurt. Drops coronavirus bombshell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you didn't wonder uh, when this was coming, I, I'm not surprised. But anyway, it's a World Net Daily exclusive. Joe Kovacs got the piece. Headline reads, Obama drops coronavirus bombshell. It's all due to climate change. We can't afford any more consequences of denial. So, you know, Sam, uh, you've so let's been just stop for a minute. thing so long, and uh, it's your fault. Let's just yeah. stop for a minute. And what is Barack Obama really saying here, Kurt? Is he well, saying that you've got to accept all the? Uh, I know, but is he saying that the because it's warmer that the virus got created or whatever? Or is he saying that? Well, every because it was, every bad it's warmer thing. that it got unleashed, or what's he saying? Well, is this just, a threat? You don't have to ask those questions. You just know you have to do what the global warming folks and the global. And yeah, but it world, sounds like a threat to it? me, Kurt. Or it sounds like <laughs> well, he's saying that is. we unleashed this because of this. It's your fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I'm saying, you know what? If Barack really knows that there's a link here, 
Is he involved in criminal yeah. activity, Kurt? I think he's just a believer, Sam. If he says it's and due to climate uh, change, how did climate change cause it? Let's talk about cause and effect. Or did some bad actors release this because of climate change? What does he know? Somebody needs to depose Barack. He says it's just uh, because we got these deniers, you know, global warming deniers. The fact that I don't believe in global warming has nothing to do with the coronavirus. He says we've seen all too terribly the consequences of those who denied warnings of a pandemic. Wait a minute. We can't. Wait a minute. We can't. I never denied pandemics. I said that global warming was bogus and made up to control people. Okay, but I also said that God will create pandemics and plagues as we turn our back on him. I'm not denying plagues and pandemics. He, he's even urging people to use this pandemic as another reason to vote in the upcoming election. He says all of us, especially young people, have to demand better of our government at every level and vote this fall. All yeah. right. Well, not uh, only is, is Obama blaming everybody that doesn't believe in global warming, but now the New York Times is chiming in, helping Barack sell the lie, Kurt. Well, yeah, the headline reads, uh, Christians to blame for crippling the coronavirus response. Uh, Jerry Newcomb uh, says, well, he takes uh, the columnist to task for claim believers are anti-science. And, uh, you know, this is just New York Times and Obama kind of, you know, that's their standard stick, I think, isn't it, Sam? It is, yeah. Yeah. They love that. All right, well, why don't we have a Christian Woodstock, Kurt? That's what we ought to do. <laughs> well, I have not heard much uh, call for this, but uh, here's the headline. Uh, you know, basically it says uh, Christian Woodstock. Now, if you don't know what a Woodstock is, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, some folks have heard of a bump stock and things like that. But long time ago, they had these uh, big um, drug I guess, fueled. and music, yeah, drug-fueled music uh, deals, and they called it Woodstock. Drug-fueled, so, sex-fueled, uh, yeah, you know, break-the-law-fueled Quite a great music fest. This one's kind of the opposite of that. This U.S. pastor says, despite anti-coronavirus quarantine orders, he wants to have a Christian Woodstock. Uh, and, uh, you know, so he wants to get everybody uh, together and, you know, really party up uh you know pray it up i guess uh so anyway what do you think are you for the um, christian woodstock Kurt? well i'd sure rather see people getting together praying um than i would uh you know for all these other crazy well a christian woodstock would be basically a music and a prayer fest basically yeah it seems like it would be good. Now, they could put little stripes on the grass where you know you're supposed to stand so you could get yourself six feet away from it. Now, Kurt, they're deciding that six feet may not be enough, buddy. Yeah, that's right. Go Did to you 12. read this? No, but... No, uh, really, they're saying six feet might not I be mean, enough. I'm not Kurt, surprised. That yeah. coronavirus could just waft on the wind right over there, and you might need to no, practice right. greater distancing than six feet, buddy. We'll have to get out in the desert, spread out. Mm-hmm. You can't get out in the desert, buddy. You'll ruin the wildlife out there. Oh, that's right. You can't step on those turtles. You got to just stay in your house, my friend. Good point. Everybody in a single room. All right. Kurt wants to talk about sleep now. Of all the things we're going to talk about, discuss, discuss sleep. Now, I've been mentioning that good sleep is necessary to fight the coronavirus for quite a while now, Kurt. 
That's right, Sam. And uh, you're always uh, up to date and caught up on that stuff like that. And, uh, you know, but the way I remember this story is basically. I watch a little less of the Donald Channel and a little more of the, you know, News Everywhere Channel. channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. The headline from uh, Mac Slavo uh, is Why Sleep is Vital During a Pandemic. I thought it was vital during anything, isn't it, Sam? No, it depends on how you define it, Kurt. If you oh, sleep good. like Kurt, then it's vital. You sleep everywhere all the time. If you sleep uh-huh. like the average person, they don't get enough of it. So there's kind of two extremes there. You, there. you know what I mean? Good point. But but Max is bringing up, I believe, a serious serious thing when it comes to you know building up your immune system, Kurt. I think he's right. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard him mention that. You know, besides Who, the social distancing. Well, so you listened to a big two hour. Let me just ask you some questions. You listened to a two hour Donald yesterday. The Donald Show. It was I an think, hour and 44 minutes, if you want to be exact. I, I think Kurt's on the Donald Kool-Aid a little too much. That's just me. Uh, but yeah, an hour and 44 minutes. You didn't listen minutes. to any of it, so you're going to analyze my listening and say, hey, it's a waste of time, right? Well, I'm just going to say that uh, I... Yeah, there you go. I'm for a little bit of Donald to know what he's doing. There was very little of Donald and a lot of all these other people. I know, but, but they're all Donald's people. That's just... Well, I wouldn't call them all Donald's people. I'd call them all experts and, you know, pretty good people from what I can see. Yeah. Anyway, so here's what I'm saying, though. Did they talk a lot about sleep yesterday, Kurt, in that thing? Um, Not that I remember. Did they talk about vitamin C and vitamin D? I think that might have been mentioned in uh, some of it. All right. Did they talk about prayer and stuff like that in there? I'll have to. Uh, well, I know that uh, some of the questions uh, are about that. I know every so often somebody brings up that kind of thing. I know Mike Lindell, the head guy of. Uh, and that was Mike a different Pillow day, brought though. Brought it up. Well, I know, but it's certainly. Uh, when did you ever hear the president? Like, I never remember Obama. Oh no, it's tremendous. Up, We've been know. giving him tons of credit for this. I support that. I agree with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, did they talk about you know plenty of fresh air and stuff like that? And sunlight well, you, and everything? You know, you're getting that social distancing, so I'm sure that's happening. I'm know? just saying, in the hour and 44 minutes, did they talk about plenty of sunlight and plenty I'll of fresh air? I'll have to get and... the uh, transcript and go over it. I'll have to send you the links. No, so don't do that. Download the audio. No, I won't be able to handle it, Kurt. I got too uh, many things uh, to do. Of course. Yeah, because you got to read those New York Times stories. And no, stuff I got to like read that. the stories that you gave me, right? In fact, where did uh, I get that New York Times story? Uh, from me. <laughs> so, you know. But it was I, a New York Times report. It wasn't a story from the New York Times. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, you know, read it's it. Basically I got it from you. But here's what I'm saying. If you give me like 30 stories and then a Donald two-hour so feed. Today and and the, from now on, I promise not to send you any stories, but I'll send you the, you know, daily feed. No, I don't want just the Donald Channel. That. That's what I'm trying to get at. I'd prefer the daily it's stories not and not the, the Donald, Donald Channel. You get... From everywhere else, you get all the non-Donald channels. It's just the know, White House perspective for an hour and 44 minutes, right? Well, not in my opinion, but, you know, I think it's Is it people contradicting source. Donald? Well, they're not people. Is it people just, saying, you know, hey, we shouldn't do a massive economic handout over this? Or is it people saying, hey, um, you know, it's not the Chinese virus it might have been that's what's nice about actually listening to it yourself is then you can make up the decision yourself you know well i've listened to some of them though now let's let's not think i don't listen to any of them i've listened to probably five or ten of them so far 
There's one every day, Sam. I know, and that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I don't know how many one every day has been, but if he's done it for 50 days, I've listened to 20 percent of them. Well, it's, it, they're figuring on since we've got this pandemic and this uh, big emergency and all that stuff, they're trying to give um, details. I don't think we have a big emergency. Well, you know, okay. Is this a national emergency in your mind, Kurt? Well, that's what people are saying. I know. I'm yeah. asking what you're and saying, what, what you're thinking. Well, I think it's an emergency uh, the way it's being handled. And, uh, you know, I, from what I By can who? see, the president's doing all that he can to try to open up things. And, you know, he, there were these continued calls by different questioners yesterday about him saying, hey, why don't you just declare martial law and all that stuff? And he says, hey, the states can handle their deals just fine. And, uh, you know, people up in Alaska aren't the same as people in New York. And, and he's know, right about that. Silly to do that so you know to me that's i mean i'm just telling you what i listen to you know all right well you know the united states now is hatching a crazy government plan to track social distancing in america did you see this kurt did they talk well, about I that heard in this talk briefing? about it and i heard the president say that that sounded way too draconian or whatever to him and he says uh, you know what are you going to have a gps on everybody and it's going to go off when you get too close well they're trying says, to use smartphone just... data on everybody yeah and he, um, he went he just opposes that you know which i thought was pretty good so the white house and the center for disease control and prevention they want Google and Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of groups to go ahead and <clears throat> do what's called syndronic surveillance and then, um, you know, monitor everybody and then turn out over the data to government, Kurt. So the question is, is that happening? That. When I heard the president, he didn't, he didn't go along with that at all. Okay, but he his administration or his these departments are. Well, not that I could see. And he had the department heads right there with him when I'm listening to the. So you don't think they're doing? You don't think they're tracking us like this? Well, I think, for example, you've got uh, the report from the Washington Post where they said, hey, man, the stockpile's out. And then the president answered that and said, yeah, we're not stockpiling it. We're putting it in the hospitals where it's supposed to be. And so it just all depends on how you're doing the headline and how you're doing the story. So I'm wondering if you think the U.S. government is tracking our lives through cell phones. Let's just ask if you think well, that's I think happening. that's been happening since uh, yes, it has. cell phones, right? You know? Oh, yeah, it's been but ever increasing. I thought the question was uh, whether they're going to start making us have to stand a certain amount apart because of our cell phones. Well, it didn't say that we got to stand apart. It just said they're going to be tracking us and turning over the data yeah. to government per government's mandate. And the president, when he was asked about that, he said, that's just too crazy, if you ask me. But is it happening, is the question? I don't think so. No, all right. I'm convinced it's absolutely happening, and they're building this plan right now. And 5G is at the center of it all. So anyway, interesting where you get your news from, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you that. I'm going to do a little dose of the Donald along with everybody else, and I'd like to hear what Donald has to say directly, uh, the best I can, for sure. Um, but you know what? we got to analyze this news. For example, are they telling you there's a lot of availability at hospitals? That's what a lot of folks are saying. God save the republic.